Street Fighter, the movie. It's the second Street Fighter movie we've seen, but, but not, not Street, Street Fighter, Fighter Two. <laughs> yes, thank you. You both, you both saw it. And you both went for it. Released December twenty third, nineteen ninety four. Almost Christmas. Great vintage. Perfect Christmas movie. Yeah. Street I'm Fighter. Joe Wetmore. <laughs> I'm Dylan Alvento. I guess I'm Nick Nundahl if I have to be. And this is Attract Mode. So, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme as one... Fine American. William Kyle. More like Jean-Claude Goddamn. And Raul Julia. Yeah. As M. Bison. Yeah. And those More are like, the only characters. Only characters in the entire the film. The only ones. Raul Forget Julia. everyone else. Whoa. Or at least the only ones that get top billing. Mm. So, I don't think I've ever actually seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie before this. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah. go watch Bloodsport. Yeah. yeah, there's some good things out go there to watch. Go watch Time Cop. Just cool. to experience it. Okay. It's, I got really mad when he started talking with his French accent. Okay. Yeah. Hold on uh, a second. Hold on a second. Belgium. America. North America. Uh-huh. Discovered by Christopher Columbus and mm-hmm. America is a country that's a melting pot. Okay, Dylan, let me give you a little history lesson here. You know what a melting pot is? It's a mixture of all nationalities. You don't have to be born in America to be an American. He may have been born in France. Kyle. That's not canon in the video games, but it could be canon here. He could have come with a French accent, but if he has a visa, he is American. Wait, is it actually canon in I don't in, think in if you have movie? a visa, you are American. If he has a green <laughs> That is, in card? fact, not how the system works at all. A citizenship diploma? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a degree. He graduated citizen high school. I have an American degree. <laughs> so, anyways. Wait, is Jean Claude, is, is Guile canonically from French born in this film? No. No. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> oh, in this film? In, I, this, I, in the film. I think he'd have to be. He could be. Or he could be Canadian. Actually. He, he, he is definitely American. You're right. That tattoo he, tells you. It tells you that, from that Louisiana? state fair painted on Come tattoo. On. There's there's a vast difference between a Belgian accent and a Creole accent. You're not gonna <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I deny you. <laughs> Anyways, I love Jean Claude Van Damme in this role, voice and all. Yeah. He, he brings a bravado well, to Guile. He that- tries so hard. <laughs> to sound American and fails at every attempt. Oh my god! Does he try hard? Does he? I think he does. I, I think, think he's just saying the words that are given to him five minutes before right. he ended his coke binge to be able to come on set. And Damn! And actually, also, this movie. Speaking of, uh, directed by the screenwriter on Die Hard. Yeah. So Die Hard, Die Hard Two. Uh, Running Man, Commando, Steven DeSouza. He wow, just had really? a huge Judge list of Dredd. action movies that he did, but no directing. His his directing credits were literally a made-for-TV movie, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and some like police drama thing. Like he had nothing to his name that anyone knew about for directing, but he had a huge backlog of amazing writing credits, and yet this movie is a writing disaster. <laughs> So, before we get into it, quick takes. 
What's yeah. your what's your feel on this? What's I your, think what's your radar? I think this movie was not something that people set out to make a bad movie. I think Steven D'Souza and so many people involved, Raul Julia, obviously had passion for the project. Uh, there were people who were working on making a great film and they hit a million speed bumps along the way and didn't succeed, but not for lack of trying. How about you, Dylan? Hot or cold water? Um, I think this is probably the worst one we've watched yet. Wow, worse than Double Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely can't say it's worse than Double Dragon. I think it's worse than Double Dragon because uh, I believe I was talking to you about, Nick, how I think like 80s cinematography, which I feel like the previous movie still clung on to, has like an amount of like, oh, I can. this is still a watchable movie. Yeah. This is Went like full screaming 90s full tilt into like 90s cinematography directing just all that stuff. Honestly, there's you know, there's not even that much action. There's certainly a lot of dings to be had here. Uh huh. So for me, it's definitely a two out of 10. Right. But um, I think uh, that's not to say that there aren't two good points in this movie, which we've already discussed. Raul Julia and Jean-Claude Van Damme. John Claude Van Damme is a disaster in this movie. It's <laughs> so bad. He had a $10,000 a week cocaine habit during the entire production of this film. Arguably gave his character tremendous energy. <laughs> <laughs> How else is he supposed to summon those sonic booms? Yeah. Not- so should we so- say should we say Raul Julia playing M. Bison? Uh, his his character. It's a revelation. Do we, do we want to get that out the door first? Like what his condition was and what was going on? Uh, sure. Yeah, if you so, want to. He went into the film uh, with a cancer diagnosis that by the end of this film had pretty much ravaged his body. Uh, so when he's supposed to play big, imposing M. Bison, they actually had to like move up in the production schedule all of his fight scenes to try to just get him at his biggest mass because doctors knew he, by the end he was going to be scrawny and you know weak. And then unfortunately, just a couple months before the movie came out, he passed away. Didn't get to see the trailer. So he didn't. Yeah. And, and actually a horrible thing because the only reason he took the role is because his son really loved Street Fighter and he wanted something he could enjoy with his son. So hopefully we hope that maybe he got to see some pre-release or something. But I, I, because, I mean, he passed away in October. So, I mean, I yeah. would assume. Alternatively, if you believe in ghosts, maybe the ghost of Ron Julia, Julia visited his son at the premiere of Street Fighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be. And coming down the red carpet, <laughs> the ghost of Raul Julia. Kind of ironic considering his most famous role is an undead character. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, everyone agrees his performance was fantastic and it kind of makes it hard to like shit on this movie. We're definitely going to do that anyway. <laughs> Not stopping me, that's but, for sure. But yeah, but he he was fantastic, and uh, I think I, I will I will concede that he like he at least showed some passion. I still think. Oh yeah. So much of the dialogue was so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's go ahead and kick things off. We start out in Shadowloo, not Shadow Law this time. Shadowloo, mm-hmm. the place, not the or secret organization. Uh, too. I believe Shadowloo is the game canonical name yes yes shadow law was just like them being like yeah, americans it, won't understand it, it was law. a mistranslation i assumed it was a mistranslation that said though shadow law i think is still really cool i think it's a cool <laughs> yeah. it's a cool name for for a world dominating organization the shadow law yeah the shadow lawyers I just coming out shadow lawyers i can't imagine butters saying shadow law shadow loo is a much more butters Ooh, shadow loo. okay uh, relevance yeah. Well, I mean the South Park that big that big Street Fighter South Park episode you know the one okay yeah. all right moving on wow Nick Shadowloo Shadowloo is pretty cool in China Shadowloo City is it in China I think they said a Southeast Asian 
country, right? Oh. It's its own country or no? Maybe I'm wrong. Keep going. Anyways, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die Shadow, on that. Shadowloo. Chun Li Zhang is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> World-renowned reporter. You know, Chun Li, agent of Shield. Yes. Uh, she is a she is a uh, newscaster with her um, news crew Balrog. Yeah, and, and e Honda. Honda. That's that's an interesting choice right there. Sure, I mean we gotta we, sh- we gotta shoehorn these characters where we can. <laughs> yeah. So and e-, e Honda also being Hawaiian, mm-hmm. not Japanese. He does seem to be Hawaiian Japanese. You know, probably I mean, he does sumo. Like, right? Yeah, like he, he's probably both. But they definitely went with a uh, with a Hawaiian actor, Samoan actor. So they said we need to make him a Hawaiian character for reasons he can't just play a japanese guy i don't know part of me thinks because they did this like weird thing with like half the movie they changed half of the origins to fit the casting the casting but half they didn't and i don't know why they would do that with some and not others but i do think it's probably nice for the actor to get a chance to be like "Ah, i'm a hawaiian and i'm a good guy on a major motion picture like I've, it's probably cool for him. I don't so think it, I don't. That's not a ding for me. I, it's. I, I actually don't think it's a. There's plenty of other dings in this yeah. movie. No, it doesn't I, bother me at all. I, I'm. I, there are dings about reimaginings of characters, to be sure. It's just interesting. Interesting choices yeah. all around. And there's a number of them in the movie. So, we have Chun Li reporting on the uh, situation in, in Shadowloo. M Bison, famed warlord, in 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 this world, has kidnapped a bunch of allied nation. Uh, humanitarian workers mm-hmm. and soldiers. Let us, I think, Allied Nations a very clever way of <laughs> not saying United yeah. Nations. Despite yeah. the, 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 their nod to the UN, they do answer to Her Majesty, which is probably the British Queen, mm-hmm. but it's kind of confusing. The, the guy who gives Guile his commands phones up Her Majesty and is like, We've she, got she some was problems. The secretary. They say, he says, Secretary. What? He calls her Madam Secretary. No, no, no. He says Her Majesty. We're jumping ahead. <laughs> so Bison uh, is watching this uh, whole th- report unfold via his uh, multi-tiered, what would you say? Bay five, of monitors. 10 by 10. Yeah. SD, <laughs> 4 by 3 <laughs> video screens. He is also has a line of soldiers standing up ready to fight him that he's captured. And he's fighting them one-on-one, just snapping their necks when they try to fight him. Yeah. So he wants $20 billion in the next 72 hours, or he's going to kill all these hostages. A weird play on his part. Um, Feel like asking for a bit much there. But uh, so uh, one Colonel William Guile rolls up on the scene in Shadowloo City where the report's happening and tells... Reporter Chun Li that he's going to he's going to save he's going yeah. to save these. She wants people. an interview with him. He refuses the interview, right. but snatches the microphone yeah. from Chun Li. I'm not going to talk to you, but I want I want to speak. Yeah, let me say my piece. Well, I mean, he he understands that this egotistic um, leader of some kind of weird organization is he he just loves seeing himself on the media, and it's it's like you know I know he's watching out there. Right. I know he's on this Fox News kick right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him where I know I can reach him. And of course, it's it's perfect because Bison's like, oh shit, no, he didn't, and then he <laughs> hacks in. How dare to the he news. challenge me? He hacks into the news so he can have a conversation with Guile. The best part about that is Guile has no like mic, I mean no no like earpiece or anything to hear 
he's point, he's got a camera pointed at him so he's not seeing bison but they're still having a two-way yeah, conversation yeah. through the camera also he constantly moves the mic away from him but the audio yeah, does not change consistent. at all then he fucks up major fuck up here tells his friend charlie to hang on yeah which what the fuck dude yeah. like also Charlie, ass- assuming that the prisoner is watching this as well which he is, he is. which is <laughs> he's also the only surviving soldier like in the guile short in, in blood bands yeah charlie charlie hold tight on the soap charlie you're gonna be okay charlie and blushing and, over on the other side <laughs> don't talk to me guile the ant bison just looks over he's like all right let's see. He pulls up his dog tag he's like hmm carlos blanca mm-hmm. uh which is obviously a nod to what will become of this character even though Charlie in the games is a completely separate character that comes back in Street Fighter Five as Charlie Nash and is like a partially zombified yeah. like. But you know that stuff. They didn't gotta, know. They didn't know. Makes sense. It just seems seems like a weird thing. This was definitely like if the games could go back and change anything, I think they would want to match this movie's continuity. <laughs> just reimagine things exactly more like exactly. This movie. I want Street Fighter the movie the game. So uh, we now cut to uh, Vega. Guy we love, Spaniard we love, mm-hmm. uh, fighting some random person in a cage match. Um, in I don't, I don't care for his black hair in this. Okay, does he, does he not have black hair? Do he's he got blonde black? hair in the games. Does it's he? kind of brown. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a brunette. brunette. All right, but also, if you're casting a Spaniard, you're gonna get black hair. I think so. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Not a lot of Spaniards with blonde hair. I don't think. But yeah, so here's the thing. This is Street Fighter. The very first fight we ever see in this movie is in a cage. Is it was in a cage with Vega like in the background. We don't right. really see his fight. They walk away from it. You see the guy collapsing because yeah. he got fucked up. But by we never Vega. see the fight. So that's like we're we're a good fifteen minutes in maybe by this point. Ten ten minutes in. Yeah. Nothing. No fights. I'm very disappointed in Street Fighter at this moment. I'm like Street where? Fighter, more like Street Talker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. passing that fight is Ryu and ken which we don't know at this point so i i didn't i literally did not i was like okay who's this asian guy with this redhead (laughs) who are these 90s douchebag businessmen (laughs) yeah you can tell by their clothes that they were karate kung fu classic characters ryu and ken i could not actually in this movie canonically ryu is his name yeah i noticed that too every time they said ryu american ryu Uh, i called him ryu all the way through the 90s because that's what i read on screen as far as i was concerned but now I know, and I'm certain with Capcom's oversight on this movie, <laughs> they knew and still called him they Ryu. They didn't say anything. Yeah. I don't think Capcom cares what we call him. Yeah, they don't. They had a lot of weird nitpicky specifics about this movie, but that, I guess they probably don't give a shit. So Ryu and Ken are there for a weapons deal. They are arms. They're like black market gun dealers in this for some reason. So they're selling guns to sagat who is like an older like retired fighter mm-hmm. in this i'll be honest i don't really know most of these characters actual backstories so yeah yeah I don't I mean, know. it's fair it's just from the depictions we saw in that animated movie right versus the depictions we see yeah. here very sagat, very different the Actually, Guile's kickboxing pretty champion close. of the world guile is close outside of his accent mm-hmm. sure sure but but the essence of guile's character lines up pretty right. well with the, the street fighter 2 animated yes. movie yes chun is kind of close less cross-eyed yeah so Ryu and Ken are doing a weapons deal. They are selling to Sagat. Sagat is there 
So, okay, so Sagat's, Sagat's right-hand man is Vega, but Vega's in the fight. So they're going to sell Sagat these weapons, and uh, Sagat... So they're going to give Ken and Ryu the money, and then Ken and Ryu are going to tell Sagat where the guns are when they're free and clear of the place. But Sagat has already found the weapons, so he captures them anyways, and then they take the weapons out of the crates, and they are just like Nerf guns, basically. That's one heck of a that's one heck of a a, a con, you know. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a plot where uh, where con men tried to sell warlords nerf guns before. Uh, but I think it's a bold. I, I, I you could have a whole movie on that, you know. Right. Yeah. And Sagat gets pissed and basically throws Ryu into a match to fight. Vega. Vega. This is hype because now we're like, okay. Yeah, it's finally time for fight a fight. Time. We're time like, for a fight. What, like 20 minutes into the movie, 20, 30 minutes in the movie? Yeah. Not really any action. You're like, ooh, yes. They're lined up on the opposite ends, doing their like, get ready. They even take time to have Vega like choose a weapon yeah. and Ryu like. Here's the thing about that is that for some reason, after showing off their weapon skills, Ryu is clearly like skilled with a blade and throws it for some reason. This bloodthirsty crowd that is all about Vega. They love him. A few of them swoon for Ryu when he takes his shirt off. Uh, I swooned. They start chanting, no weapons, no weapons, yeah, no the- weapons. Well, I, I think the idea was that, you know, like Ryu was like, okay, here's a cool sword, but I don't need it. And then they're like, oh, shit. I like what this guy's about. No weapons. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's that's how I read it. Okay. So it's a, it's a brawl. And we're like, cool. Vega doesn't need his claw. Let's just brawl. And uh, it's, you know, round one, fight. Then fucking Guile steamrolls through there literally with a fucking like tank surface to air missile launcher platform. The most effective battering ram. (laughs) A missile. Takes it, takes out, it like still has two missiles docked on the fucking thing, takes out a wall. What would have made sense is if they didn't clean off Jean Claude's face and just let Guile be constantly covered in coke throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes in like white powder dripping <laughs> off his spit. You're all under arrest. <laughs> that, would have, that would have made that scene make a lot more sense. Oh but shit! We don't get this fight. <laughs> they try. They would. They worked so hard for us not to see an actual street fight yeah. well, for so long in this movie. What could have been good is if you had like a like a three turn three time take where like. Like you get another scene where Ryu and Vega are about to fight and then they don't fight and you're like, no, but then the third time something terrible happens. We're like, you know what? Whatever. We're fighting. You know, if that could have been like a setup and payoff thing, Mm -hmm. I actually kind of could have been into that. Instead, it just drags to the end of the movie. Yeah. So that happens and they arrest everyone. Cut to Dalsim, who is a scientist for some reason under uh, Bison. Isn't science just another religion? Sure. The uh, he is basically working under bison for they're basically creating super soldiers they want they want a captain america they want they want themselves a captain america and they're going to start with carlos vega yeah no, carlos, carlos santana blanca <laughs> yeah carlos and, santana is going to be captain brazil got it got it yes. all right um so they have uh it's the names that are flying all over the place blanca because they keep wanting to say charlie nash but like let's play the safe blanca for the purposes of this one since we're doing a movie that yeah <laughs> that doesn't give a shit about the fact the actual well. like lore of this franchise so 
they are starting with Blanca as their first test subject. So they put him in this chamber and they're going to brainwash him. Yeah. And they're just showing him like violent imagery to, to brainwash him. Yeah. And they're also going to start introducing some Gatorades. <laughs> they got green. They got red. What do you want? So you got your green, your classic uh, DNA mutagen Gatorade. Yeah. And then yeah. your, uh, your anabolic. What was it? Uh, fucking um, plasma. I think it was. Yeah. Plasma. Anabolic plasma is your red Gatorade. Mm-hmm. And they're going to introduce that into a system to like mutate him. And his muscle mass is going to grow by many times announced percentages. Yeah. 80%. First one's 15%. But that's going to go up. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the Allied Nations headquarters where Guile and Cami, who is basically Guile's second in command. Played by Kylie Minogue. Who's that? Who's that? Famous pop starlet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, He's honestly... Got- Oh, I was gonna say like I I like Cami a lot. She's my Street Fighter character, and she she was like everything she did in this movie was like fine for Cami, but she almost could have not been there at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, still kind of looks pretty cool. So they are talking about like their plans for Shadowloo. They uh, there's a native uh, waiter who's like helping out in the facility or in in the compound, and he's like going to serve like tea and coffee or whatever to the to the an soldiers and they check him they check him before he comes mm-hmm. in the room right and then the second he comes in the room he just jumps on the table he's like ah <laughs> yeah. and then tries to kill guile and guile just like takes fucking, him down with a single kick yeah just like it's the closest thing to a fight we've really had this whole movie jean-claude yeah. van damme is known for his kicks like especially his roundhouse kick right. he's yeah. a he's a kick man oh he's a he studies under the school of chuck norris Oh, he's I, much greater than Chuck I think Norris. he'd be upset to hear you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that happens. That whole thing happens. Meanwhile, the jail where they kept all the prisoners from the, the underground fight ring are being kept in basically the courtyard of this facility. It's just kind of like an open air yeah, prison. Yeah, like immediately out the window is yeah. all of these prisoners. So right. Nice. You know, this is, this is our Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, real emotional prison stuff going yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. So Sagat incites a fight using all of his goons from the night before against Ken and Ryu. And Ken and Ryu, being Ken and Ryu, are beating the shit out of all of them. I mean, their power level is over 3,000. That's, so. that's what I've heard. And Guile takes notice of this. He's like, get me those boys. Yes. So I want those boys in my private room. So, <laughs> so they recruit Ken and Ryu to basically be uh, undercover agents for Allied Nations. And, and they're that- like, you're going to get us out of here? And he says, you're not leaving... Over my dead body. Over my dead body. And they all wink at each other really hard. Squish. (laughs) (laughs) What Guile basically wants them to do is is ingratiate themselves to Sagat so that Sagat will trust them and basically lead them to to Bison. Which works pretty well with their con man setup as characters. Yeah. They're not con men in right. the games. It's such a weird idea <laughs> yeah. to make those characters con men. They but, even have like a weird like aside where they're like, "This isn't like what our master taught us." Right? Like they're still as if like the video game is trying to pull its way through. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to shine through all the muck. So basically, there is a. Um, they're loading them up into the truck. They load right? them up into a truck to send them. I don't even know where they say they're going to send them, but. Basically, they're gonna they're gonna ship out Sagat, Vega, Ken, and Rio, and like some other presumably to some other prison, yes. some more and, reasonable compound than this military base. Ken and Rio fake a little shimmy shim shim, and they yeah. start fighting each other. Yeah, they stage a jailbreak to get out, and they get the truck out of the facility, 
and Ken at some point gets a gun yeah. and then Guile runs out into the street to try to stop the truck. And so he's shooting at the truck and then Ken is shooting back at him from the back of the truck and seemingly murders Guile. Yeah. So here's the greatest thing about this scene is like there's so many people on the scene who don't know this is fake. Yeah. And so, like, we know as an audience, even if you're not supposed to know, that it feels like it, yeah, would be a ruse. But there's so many people there, including several armed soldiers who T-Hawk has to, like, run up to and be like, no, put your guns down. Right. And and what if just one of them got a shot off? Yeah. T-Hawk being another, basically, second in command to... uh, to bison i mean not to bison. guile to guile guile cammy t-hawk kind of like it's a trio names. of yes of, they, they are the allied nation soldiers yeah what happened to good old street fighting <laughs> right <laughs> great question so far left behind so i, I have great a theory question. that not a theory not like i think something happened but this movie i think would have been so much better if they took all the street fighter names and pushed them out and replaced it with names of gi joes from the gi joe cartoon you're not wrong and if this was a G.I. Joe movie, I would have been so on board. There's so much gunplay yeah. in this Street Fighter like movie. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme, like the way he's dressed up most of the time looks like a G.I. Joe. A G.I. He doesn't look that far removed from Guile, to be honest. Sure. Not that far removed, but still like the whole Allied Nations conceit that they built specifically for this film, yeah. which, which is a great conceit, I think. But, but he, you could just call that G.I. Joe. Yeah. And it would totally work. And you put Cobra. Even the, the Bison soldiers have like the Cobra, yeah, Cobra Commander Cobra, yeah. helmets. I, I'm not feeling it. I, I, I think you could have kept this movie called Street Fighter. You just needed street fights. Yes, you don't need to. That too. You don't need to call it G.I. Joe. It's fine that you have the Allied Nations. It's fine that you've pushed these characters in different spots. It doesn't really matter what their character stories are. It matters what they look like when they fight and how they fight. And we so you very say rarely see that. Yes. Every fight that we do get is bad but i've got more on that that i want to get into later so guile is now a dead body and they're, <laughs> they're escaping on the, on over the ground <laughs> yes and uh cammy's like i need a medic run up blah, blah blah cut to back at uh shadowloo where whatever bison's headquarters are yeah, called because they're not shadowloo in this yeah the, either the a country a city or a <laughs> i believe <laughs> shadowloo is a country well there is shadowloo city which is inside yeah. shadowloo but we're not sure where Based what? on the map, it seems to be China itself. That's what I have sure. assumed. So, <laughs> they just said Southeast Asia in su- the movie. A, maybe a subset of China. Um, so Ruled by a, um European man. So Bison... Bison well, he's like a terrorist group that's taken over it, so... Yeah, it's I just don't think he's the a native warlord. Yeah. Don't call him a warlord. Right, he doesn't like it. So Bison hears about this whole... The murder of Guile while he is... T- just talking about fucking his his utopia talking about fucking <laughs> he's just talking just, you know that's what he's about hey look man you yeah. know sometimes you just think of a dream right fucking and and bison bisonopolis bisonopolis, bisonopolis under the peace of a pax pax bisonia yeah and you know honestly bison has dreams he he's, does have dreams and he's wounded by this idea that he should be insulted that's why he got his ego involved when they got on the tv and now he's talking about how he just wants to create the perfect soldier to bring peace to the world. And there's right. a beautiful, like, Raul Julia plays an over-the-top character, but he kind of brings it in for a moment. He reels himself in, and he's and he's playing it a little bit more close to the chest. And he's like, no, this is a sad moment. And then, you know, I'll return back to form, but it's, it's just it's wonderful. Raul Julia is in <laughs> this man. He's inside this man, and he's feeling the loss of Guile, and I like that. <laughs> 
Raw Julia's inside bison. Got it. So now we cut back to Chun Li, who, when the van got away, she threw a tracing device on it. Just seemingly like, oh, you know. You just had one. News reporters. The plot's going to need this later. <laughs> they they carry this. Well, she's definitely showing that she's a little more than a news reporter when right. she does her weird couple flips. Too. However, that's never explained. Mm. I, I disagree. We'll get to it. All right. So Chun-Li, uh, still working with her news crew, are trying to trace the signal of the tracker that she put on top of the, the truck that Ken Ryu ran away in. They find out that there is a second tracing signal that is like kind of blocking theirs. And so that's how that works. She uh, she's trying to trace where that one's coming from and traces it back to the Allied Nations uh, HQ into their morgue, which <laughs> I love this concept. <laughs> it's just it's in the morgue. There is a just a, a TV, like a radio receiver connected to a TV in there next yeah, to the so corpse. She ninjas her way all the way down to the corpse of Guile. Yeah. Who sits up? Who sits? <laughs> Presumably, hours have passed since he faked being dead. But he's just still there, covered by the body bag. Yeah, and wearing the squibs, which he only now takes off to show her I wasn't really shot, even though he hates her. Like he's expressed a dislike for her, and because she has broken into their base, now attempts to have her arrested. It's almost as if like the screenwriters. Could not think of a more logical way to explain. Oh, he got. They were fake. Yeah, it they need to convey bullets. all of it in the same scene, so they right. had him wait, so they don't have to re-explain it to Chun Li or whatever. Whatever yeah. the reasoning was, it well, cracks me up. It's it's efficient storytelling. Okay, you got. That's not. There's efficient has to follow. It has to it has to do the job and still make sense and follow form. This doesn't do it. This is wait for a couple hours, hang out there, Guile, pretending to be dead, just so the rest of the Allied Nations troops think you're dead. Let that like let that rumor really disseminate. But well, that's but not gonna matter. It doesn't matter because we're gonna push this this uh, tracking device computer into the morgue with you, so you can still lay there pretending to be dead and watch where Bison's base is. Like what 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 is any of that? Sufficient storytelling, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next scene. Uh, well, so, Chun Li so, does get out of their grasp, and Guile's yeah, like, "Hot damn!" Yeah, because yeah. because first Gaia, time he likes her, Guile wants to arrest Chun Li, and Chun Li's like, "I have a vendetta." Hasn't been addressed yet. Hasn't. But all she says is she wants Bison's head. Right. So she she has her own personal vendetta. It's a great line from Guile that says, "This isn't about your vendetta." It's yeah. about mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is really that good. That fits the Guile from the cartoon, <laughs> right? Too. Right, because it makes it feel like because like the way he delivers it is like, oh, he's it's it's about humanity it's about peace it's about like dude no, oh no it's 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 just about guile yeah it's just about him i think it's it's a little bit of both because guile is freedom he's liberty he's justice he's the american way the belgian way oh well, belgians can become americans once they get their visas not <laughs> so huge time jump here chun li honda and balrog have infiltrated basically a actual like gun circus mm-hmm. <laughs> that at bison's compound that bison no is it as it's not as compound that was like gun out trading the, out I in the guess desert they, or something they're really skilled performers too right they, they put on this magic show slash exotic dance professional ma- magicians yes. solely for the purpose to to trick bison so th- there's like all of this like arm trading going on like 
both involving M. Bison's forces and maybe not. I don't know. And then, so M. Bison's in this in, in the big top in the tent, and so yeah, so Chun Li, Bison, or Balrog, and Honda are doing a little little you know entertainment thing. They're undercover, and yeah, Chun Li goes into a barrel in which Balrog and Bison or Honda. These fucking names, goddamn. Balrog it. and Honda start tossing it around. That barrel has the name Capcom on it. Oh, really? Just mm-hmm. a little, That's little good. Easter well, egg. I like and that. Barrels in Street Fighter Two have Capcom on top too. Well, it just says Cap, but uh, when there's there's a, there's a bonus level where you punch barrels. Yeah, and it says oh, okay. Cap on the okay. levels. So Anyways, they're tossing that back and forth, and then tossing the old barrel, tossing the old oh. barrel <laughs> as you do. Whoa. Tossing the old barrel, Chun Li, and. <laughs> <laughs> It's so unexpected when you do it. <laughs> and then Balrog takes out a sword. He's like, I'm going to cut this barrel in half while Honda is holding it like on top of him. Like, yeah. Honda is like on the floor. It's a good now. performance. They chop it in half. And and no Chun Li. No Chun Li. Would have been a good time for her to appear above Bison and snap his neck. Yeah. This- or. Or be anywhere else doing something useful instead of just watching from like. Not backstage. There's no stage, but mm-hmm. she was just off watching. <laughs> it's like, true. It's true. Well, she's nothing. off watching, seducing Ken, because Ken and Ryu are also there. Yes, because they have stuck with Sagat. Sagat. So Sagat, Vega, Ken, Ken and Ryu, Ryu are there with Bison. Yeah, uh, as his and, guests. Yeah. So and Zangief is here too, which they just, n- never address. Just, he's just, just add one more. He's just standing there. Yeah. I, does anything of note happen in the scene other than the fact that the place catches on fire? Well, yeah, so yeah. she literally... She finds out that... She knows that Ken and Ryu are there undercover. Which makes... Following scenes make no sense at all. So she already knows that because she knows that from Guile. Right. In the Guile scene, she says, Oh, those two guys, you worked with them and they helped... You helped them escape. Right. Like, then she sees them there, gets her... you know, Uses her seduction and Balrog and Honda to beat them up and tie them up. And then sends them back to the party... Where well, Sagat I, and Bison, I think, I think she she wanted them to flee. She was like, "We're gonna blow this place up, so you need to get out of here." That's how I interpreted that scene. I don't think she was like, "All right, now go back to 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 Bison." Okay, but they go back anyway. So they go back to Bison. Meanwhile, while Chun Li had taken them aside, taken them aside, uh, Sagat wants to finish the gun trade with Bison. Bison's like, "All right, I'll pay you," and he's like, "Awesome!" He's like big stack of bills in the mm, suitcase forgot about this opens up the suitcase the current with bison bucks bison bucks bison dollars it's just currency with bison's face printed on it and sagat's like this isn't worth anything now let's hold on a second currency you guys it's it's worth what you believe it's worth it's true and if anyone bison believes bison believes you know it's his new it's his political slogan and look you know it'll be worth five for every one dollar once i capture the queen oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be worth five one oh, for every bison pound dollar it's gonna be worth five british pounds after i capture the queen is such like i think that's the point i broke in this movie yeah. i was like fuck you what are you it's, saying his megalomania has gone too far like if he's <laughs> just it's not even good it's, it's not, not even it's good not. megalomania it's he's not. just saying shit like <laughs> I have other Joe, plans. Joe has Don't to walk worry. away. He, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. He yeah. had to, he walked up and just started making up nonsense yeah. <laughs> to try to back his bullshit made up currency. Yeah, because his whole plan is to to build this Bisonopolis thing. So 
he's going to have a, a structure, a kind of community within it, and that community is going to trade its own money. That gives yeah. it value. But no, it's not that plan. He's going to pressure <laughs> a sovereign nation to accept yeah. his currency. <laughs> That's not how economics works. Look, you guys. Sometimes you need you need big shows of force uh, to to make you know things work. And so, Bison has a dream. He's fallen through on it, and I, I think that's respectable mm-hmm. at, 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 at some level, you know. So Bison's posse and Sagat's posse basically divide themselves in the big top and are going to start a fight. To which can posse fight a posse fight <laughs> to posse which- riot. <laughs> To which Ken and Ryu return to, and then they're like, shit. So they divide and try to get each side. Conquer. What? <laughs> yes. They try to divide and conquer. Yes, they try to divide and conquer. And they try to convince each side to, like... Yeah, to give in a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, Sagat, don't go crazy. Calm down. And they refuse. And the only thing that has them stop and consider... Oh, because Ryu's like, there are spies among right. us. We have to consider that. And But... None of that makes sense because if he hadn't said that, or that doesn't make sense, it's so pointless because if he hadn't said that and pointed to the cabinet, the cabinet still would have started up with Chun-Li's little video right? that would have gotten everyone's attention anyway. Maybe not over a gunfight, uh, admittedly, but so she gets their attention. Everyone turns to the cabinet. It's a video. They open it up and it's a video. A of, live video. Yeah, of Chun-Li Balrog. And the Honda, which means who the hell has the fucking camera? Right. It's just on a tripod. <laughs> yeah. And they're showing... This This does lead to the best line in the movie, though. But uh, they they have their truck, their little like magic team, performer team truck, loaded with bombs that they are rolling into all of Sagat's weapons that yeah, he's selling yeah, to. Yeah, the facility. Yeah. So it's all going to get blown up. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's presumably kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, kill like, everyone. That's, that's the goal. But so, like, if you're going to try to kill him, why warn him with the video? That Great extra question. little bit, that extra little bit of uh, hubris is what saves Bison's life. And then, so <laughs> the truck's rolling down on the screen. Everybody's freaking out. Like, we got to get out of here. We got to stop that truck. Do something. Zangief says, "Quick, turn off the TV." <laughs> as if that's gonna save the day <laughs> which i love so much but it's so good because Zombies you immediately so understand the yeah you get the logic joke. like it's but it doesn't make any sense it's, oh, i it, love him it in this should movie. be a non sequitur but it is good so they blow up the munitions but everybody gets out of the tent and doesn't blow up so and then chun li e honda and balrog do not run away yeah <laughs> they He's get like scour the base find them like and what? Then, and then it just cuts to them being captured later. Right. And in that capture, they're angry at Ryu and Ken as if Ryu and Ken did something to them to get them captured. But it's never explained. Look, here's the here's the thing. Uh, uh look, um Joe's going to try. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You got a movie. <laughs> you got to write it. <laughs> so here's, got- here's what I think happened if I could actually offer a legitimate explanation instead of rambling go on okay on the set we already know about jean-claude van damme's ten thousand dollar a week coke habit yeah show up drunk he was having all kinds of issues he had ego issues he massively slowed down the production there were other issues with the government of thailand and some uh filming in australia and thailand issues where they couldn't um they, they couldn't get scenes done when they need to get them done right capcom refused 
to give any extra time. They were adamant that this had to be a December release. Must be a December release in time for Christmas. So because of that, D'Souza's only thing he could do was grab the script and literally rip out a page and say, okay, now we're back on schedule and go on. So I think literal, like massively important scenes just got thrown on the floor during filming. Well, it would have been at most a scene, like it, like sure, but that, not, connective tissue, like probably something mm, very important. Uh, one th- scene here and there, but then there's the entire Dulcine plot we haven't gotten into. Sure. There's so many other things that got left I, out. I feel like there's a significant amount of rewriting that happened. It, not because, I agree. Because it also, wasn't, it wasn't rewriting. It was literally rip the page out and keep going. But if it, it was a single page, it would have been no more than a minute. A, scene, a minute of video. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the, the the standard go-to. I'm sure they did some rewriting. Like 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 even to to accommodate you know Raul Julia. Every film has a little bit of rewriting. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, restructuring, rewriting, sh- changing order of shoots, ripping out pages. It, it was all of these different techniques to try to make something cohesive and they almost did it. They almost yeah. made something cohesive. Yeah. It just, it does have pretty glaring plot holes. Gaps. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big one. So why they're captured and why she's mad at Ken and Rio is just never explained. Well, I think I, the leap of logic I made there is that she assumed that they sold them out. Like Ken but, and Ryu sold them out, but they the sold themselves out by appearing on a live Look, video. Let's let's hold up here and just, just focus on the important thing. The plot requires them to be captured. They They're are captured. now captured. Okay, <laughs> yes. you could say that for any movie. That's not a discussion. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. We're back at Bison's headquarters. We now have Chun Li, Honda, and Balrog under lock and key. That's a good plot. Balrog and Honda are going to be interrogated. <laughs> Chun Li is going to be sent to Bison's chambers for a private yeah. interrogation. Bison gets a little, ooh, little it's, me too. Just a little, little. <laughs> uh. So, and then Ken and Ryu still honored guests. Sagatan and Vega also yeah. honored guests, despite yeah. the fact that they were like threatening All each other. All of their weapons blew up. They have no money to give them, but they're going to stick around. I mean, might as well, might as well. You know, if it's a free vacation, it's a free vacation. Hey, <laughs> you know, I've been through bomb threats. When you go through things like that, uh, it does bring you closer to the people around you. All right. Fair enough. So just not Ryu and Ken. Ryu and Ken are. Oh, yeah. There's another really good line worth mentioning there with Ryu and Ken. What's that? As Chun-Li, Balrog, and Ihonda are taken away, Ken has to go, this sucks. Those are good guys like us. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. It's yeah. such a, like, maybe people have lost the thread here. Maybe we need to add in a line just to remind everyone that Ken and Ryu are good guys. <laughs> There's no good way to deliver that line. Yeah. He was given a bad line no matter what he was going to do with it. <laughs> They're good guys like us. <laughs> I take that back. This is a good movie. <laughs> like us. We so Shadowloo soldiers are now going to try to torture Honda to get information, but he that can't. He work. can't be tortured. He can't be tortured. He does. He's a Honolulu sumo buddy. Sumo, yeah. sumo, sumo. Yeah, sumo Honolulu. We got it. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Next. So yeah. So basically, he like can meditate mm-hmm. or something and and not be hurt, and it really impresses Balrog. But they're gonna break out. So, so they do. So they do. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. Okay, we did it. Yeah, that's basically how that scene worked itself out. 
Uh, Ken and Ryu are giving some nice geese and like the little dojo that's like inside oh, the facility. Zangief that gives them a yeah. tour. You're gonna love it here. <laughs> yeah. Now you look like real bison soldier. I love Zangief. Yeah, this he's movie. fantastic. So good. He's so good. He's such it's, a dumbass. It's weird because I don't remember that from the games, but it seems to be what uh, Pixar focused on. For um, Disney that, animation, uh, Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph had Zangief, and he was like, you know, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Yeah, he like, has uh, like these like yeah, he's a gotcha. warrior with a heart of gold kind nice. of yeah, kind of a doofus. But yeah, and I, the only reason I could think they would do that was because they were like, what's Zangief like? Let's watch that movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, Guile has been tracking the signal that Ken and Ryu have have left on for him they know where bison's base is now and they're going to prepare a land and amphibious assault using like this speed boat stealth speed yeah. boat it's that a classic two-pronged maneuver you got the bulk <laughs> of your force coming up on the main assault assault lawn and one single boat a single there and you know what the thing is you're gonna say whoa hold on a second you're gonna take one boat there they're gonna shoot you down buddy you'd have to be crazy to go up there Guess who's crazy? Coked up Jean-Claude Van Damme. He'll do anything. With his sidekicks, British girl, and Native American. He'll do anything for a bump. Yeah. He has all the troops outside. They're getting ready to start the assault. And then spineless allied nation you, you know pencil pusher yeah British pencil pusher runs up and says, um, um, Actually, this, this, whole, this whole attack, this whole war, the war's canceled. Yeah. Worst canceled. Only so we could get a monologue speech from Jean-Claude Van Damme. He walks up there and he tells those troops, they told me the war's been canceled. We can go home. We can all go home. (laughs) He says that like three times. It's like, you could stay here or you could go home. It's a fucking good speech, okay? I I disagree. (laughs) It's a a good speech. I was with him. I was like, yeah, let me get on that boat, Kyle. Or you could come and you could fight. With me, <laughs> <laughs> look, they're all already hyped yeah. up to kick, kick, yeah. kick Bison's ass, I man. How many soldiers are like, yeah, yeah totally, sure, I can go home, right? <laughs> oh, peer pressure here, yeah. <laughs> so they're all going to go. They're basically fucking like rogue agents now. Yeah, like, yeah. Like this is like a rogue fucking, army. Yeah. So they <laughs> Kyle all, tells that British guy, the the like supervisor, he's like, "You lost your balls." <laughs> 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 Such a good line. Good. Um, I would watch Jean Claude Damme in this role for like a Jean-Claude franchise. Jean Claude Goddamn. I I I I don't know how you guys could dislike him in this. It's just watching that animated Street Fighter movie. It is both good and then true to form. Sure. This is just so bad. It's good. Yeah. And it's not yeah. even that. There were certainly a lot more street fights in that animated yeah. movie. Yeah, that's the thing is that at this point we haven't had like, a street not, fight, not a yeah. single street. It's fight. It's like a shitty, yeah, military action movie. So we uh, we're back in Bison's bedroom. <laughs> bison is he, a, he dons a special outfit for this occasion. Yeah, he takes off his his traditional Bison suit <laughs> and, and slowly, like piece by piece, like, too. behind yeah. like uh, like a like a vanity or like like a like a. Yeah. What was that little like? Yeah, yeah, it's like a vanity um, um, screen, screen, screen. Yeah. yeah, and he's like putting his armor on it, and it's a, it's the thing that's kind of 
weird about that is I, it is usually like a feminine type of thing to do in, in movies. But it fits for him so well. Right. It's, he's just like hanging his, his, his armor. His pauldrons, his like metal fucking shoulder plates are, are going on top of it. And he walks out with a fucking still his hat and his smoking jacket. Yeah. So everything is red. Like like whatever shit I might give M. Bison, like the dude knows how to like accessorize <laughs> and like color match. His cheetah military everything. uniform. Cheetah skin also pajama uniform. Dressed Chun Li in her traditional garb from the game. Except that it's, it's red. It's not her traditional garb, yeah. It's her like dragon princess it's, outfit it's, from a variant or something. It's got the buns. It's yeah. Got, that's yeah. all you need. Just the buns. Um and then now he's trying to fucking seduce Chun Li while Chun Li tells him how he murdered his father. (laughs) He puts on mood lighting. He pours, mixes her a drink. Yeah. Uh, So the thing is, I don't want to defend this scene, but (laughs) but you're gonna try. (laughs) Chun Li plays the confident character in this scene. Bison is hamming it up, but you're never really convinced that he's a, a. I, a physical or um, intimate threat to her. Um, you, like she, she is smiling and joking and she's like, Oh sure. A, yeah. a, and it even builds to the, to the punchline of the scene. I mean, I think it was his intent was to threaten her. Yes. He's just to Chun Li to be threatened, which right. is awesome. But we're with her as the audience in this. Yeah, scene. I, we're I'm like, with you. okay, she, she's got the control. It, 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 it it, it, I'm just glad that Raul Julia wasn't in like was like I didn't have to like be like Ugh. I, I wasn't I wasn't yeah, skeeved yeah. by this scene. Well, Raul Julia was being mm, was being hammy. She but but I think he was being skeevy though, especially with the I know women. Yeah, line. I know women. Right. Well, so I the 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 point I'm making though is just that it wasn't like I, I think if it had been portrayed that Chun Li was vulnerable in this scene, I would have been like, oh no. Yeah, but it, it didn't come off that way. It just came off as a bad joke. It, it's definitely statements. saved by her not being vulnerable because what happens yeah. is after she reveals that he killed her father and, and she like had, went to three separate continents to learn. Yeah, exactly. Martial so Joe, arts. you're saying like you didn't feel like she could learn all this stuff. She gives all of that in this scene. She says yeah, I how forgot she about learned. Three continents he thing. also comments on how she's not thrown a punch since she got in the country. She's harmless. And we're like, and, we know. And we want to see that. And she says. That's exactly what I wanted you to think. And then snaps her wristbands that have her like yeah, her tied handcuffs, up. basically. Yeah. And uh and leap kicks him. Fucking kicks the shit out of the shit out of M. Bison. God, it's good. <laughs> so unfortunately, she 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 kicks him into a closet. Uh, he he runs into a safety closet. Now well, it's well, only because, because she's about to fucking destroy yeah, yeah. him. So Ken and Ryu, meanwhile, rescue Honda in Balrog who yeah. had already broken free so they didn't, they didn't really need, need rescuing rescue. and then they go to try to rescue Chun-Li and they who was w- already broken free and didn't need <laughs> rescuing run, they <laughs> run in just is this Chun- all Ken and Ryu's fault <laughs> basically yeah because they break in and that could have stopped right there but when everyone comes in they distract Chun-Li Chun-Li and, Chun-Li, and then uh, Bison runs into his safe room hits a switch Melador comes down that they can't get into and then also locks the rest of his bedroom and then pumps gas. Yeah. Now into normally the room. this isn't to capture prisoners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what Chun Li was gonna face moments before anyway. God damn it. <laughs> the yeah. old Cosby gas. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Cosby Bison. Now I can't say that I would watch that, but I want to. <laughs> oh, no. Careful, Joe. <laughs> so, Guile begins the assault uh, while this happens. He is on his speedboat, stealth speedboat, 
with T-Hawk and Cammy. So interestingly, the reason this is a boat is because Thailand wouldn't let the filming use their airspace. Oh, really? It was all supposed to be like uh, was Air Force in right. the yeah. games. It was all supposed to be an aerial assault. They're supposed to have a cool stealth helicopter, everybody coming from the air on the other side too. And instead they were like, well... <laughs> can't use the air <laughs> we got this water right here let's do it water's yeah. cool too i like water yeah that's spanish mines yeah so they so they start their assault guile has pulls out a vhs and slides it into a vhs player in yeah. the boat and just watches some like old home footage of him and uh charlie yeah. and cammy and no then, it's not cammy it's not. It's, it's no. It's presumably it's Guile's wife. Well, oh, but but in the reality, it's actually Jean Claude Van Damme's wife. Oh, okay. At the time, they've since divorced, oh. uh, which is bizarre because Cammy is sitting right next to him, and Jean Claude Van Damme and Kylie had a affair during the filming mm. of this movie. Oh my god! Now, <laughs> and they're looking at video of Jean Claude Van Damme and his wife together. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <a> dark. <laughs> you look at it in that wow. perspective. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch that movie more. <laughs> I, I see. My takeaway from that scene was actually that that Guile was like romantically interested in Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I just okay. think there was a very like I'm coming for you, buddy. You know? Save you, my love. I, so, but it's just the the ridiculousness of he had this VHS with him during a military assault. Yeah, I was expecting over. like a badass music thing to come up. That's also what I was expecting. I was like, I'm gonna put some Van Halen on or something. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. I need a hero. Yeah, no. some Bonnie Tyler. Come <laughs> yeah. on. So that happens, and then we go back to Dalsim, who is still in the laboratory. But but things have changed because the muscle mass on uh, on, on 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 Blanca is like up to like sixty percent at this yes. point. I think they specifically say seventy one percent. Yeah, yeah. Every well, time it goes up one percentage, the computer reads out muscle mass now at seventy one percent. So Dalsim is watching all this stuff happens. He has like a, a guardsman with him who's supposed to keep an eye on him. But while he's not paying attention. He tra- he swaps out the brainwashing. Basically, there's a good brainwashing tape and a bad brainwashing <laughs> tape. And he swaps out the bad brainwashing tape for the good one. And it's all like... It's like dolphins and weddings. And, yeah, and also, lots of weddings. Also, Martin Luther King Jr. is on there at one point. Which is great. It's not him getting shot or anything. No, I think You're, it's you like incredulous. him incredulous. Yeah, no, I thought like that juxtaposed with like the very like scenic serene stuff well it's just like everything where peace you know i have a dream a dream is a very uplifting speech you know you're right all right i'm an asshole (laughs) these are a few of my favorite things so guile in the stealth boat the stealth has been compromised because they what did they i stopped paying attention for a second did they like go through some sort of force field or something like what caused the Oh, they, the the stealth to uh, uh jamming they're jamming okay. us, sir. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Raspberry. Yeah. So the, the they, boat, so specifically, what it is is they start taking out their radars. Guile starts taking out uh, their radars. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then Bison turns a camera on it. And even though we are in a stealth boat that can't be picked up on radar, <laughs> it still leaves like this big <laughs> V wake in the middle of the river. <laughs> so there's just an invisible boat driving down, and he's so he knows to point jammers at that. Should have gone for uh, the wakeless boat. Yeah. And he happens to have stealth D-jammers, I guess. So the boat's revealed, and then they try, they intercept the uh, radio or the TV video communication from Bison. 
And this is when Guile's like, surprise, I'm not dead again. <laughs> Best line in the movie. And then Bison is using mounted turrets on the banks to shoot at yeah. the boat. But, and, but what did what Guile says to him during this. Oh, I, I don't remember. Which is, he's like, who is it? And uh, he comes on the screen and he's like, it's me, the debt collector. I'm trying to do an Arnold voice for some reason, but he's like, very close. He's like, your ass is <laughs> is six months overdue, and it's mine. <laughs> it's it's such a tie between that and Zangief for best line of the movie for me. Yeah, but I but don't know which I like more. Raul Julia likes this line a lot. He's happy to hear this. <laughs> yeah. He this lights up his day. It does because he gets excited. And he gets to use his video game console. <laughs> so he has a fucking mounted Street Fighter 2 joystick button layout. Yeah, like, like big arcade his, layout. On his fucking like little floaty platform. <laughs> Which thing. everything is like cold steel and like very yeah. like and this, except for the plastic <laughs> mounting of this. It's this just all fight. like technicolor, like multicolored plastic. Exactly and what the fight sticks would look so like in got, the arcade. So so he's shooting missiles. He's trying to take Guile's No, he's releasing out. like mines yeah like yeah. water but, mines but i think he also they also shoot missiles too eventually they shoot missiles oh i don't remember that i thought they that's, just... that's how they end up destroying oh, okay. the boat i thought it but was yeah all... guile's dodging all these old school underwater mines. mines um damn it there's another good line here <laughs> give it they to me. crammed them all in give me bison bison gets mad because sagat says something like how did he get there uh or i thought he was dead or something like that and bison covers up one eye with his hand very like awkwardly and says i guess it gives like this like very snide voice i guess you didn't see him coming <laughs> it's like wow what a dick <laughs> just, i'm gonna just throw in a dig about your one eye here <laughs> <laughs> the, the vader from rogue one and this bison would get along really well <laughs> Don't choke on your words. <laughs> High five. Guess nice you, one. <laughs> guess you didn't see him coming. <laughs> Good one. So they they shoot a missile at, at the boat. It uh, blows, blows up the, the boat, seemingly mm -hmm. killing Guile, T-Hawk, and, and Cammy. Yeah. But they knowingly... Just like Double Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, boat explosions are a terrible way to kill people. Yeah, just who thunk. So they managed to escape, but... Bison doesn't know this, so he thinks he's finally rid of his arch nemesis, uh, William Guile. Mm -hmm. And now Dulcine has been found out by the guard in the lab about switching the brainwashing tape. So the guard attacks him, uh, throws him into basically the 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 mechanism that is pumping DNA mutagen into. Yeah. He, he he gets some mutagen all over him. He you gets know, some like anabolic plasma all over him. He doesn't know what got, to do. It's a juicy cocktail on this boy. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, then he gets thrown into the switch that releases Blanca. So Which Bl probably shouldn't be that easy to flip. So Blanca comes out and and uh, defeats the guard. Let's not let's not skip what Blanca looks like at this point. Yeah, he, he, he is green and he, he does have he looks orange like Blanca. Yeah. You've got you've got the green skin paint that is super reminiscent of the TV Hulk series. Yes. Sure, yes, like super reminiscent of that. But his face also reminded me of the Cro-Max from Sliders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just the, like the a hard protruded, lump, yeah, yeah, forehead. <laughs> it's not pleasant to look at, and it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't it's, make him look strong and monstrous. He, he just yeah. looks kind of dumb. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but also his hair looks like a clown's wig. 
Yeah. It's it's it's, like, it's it's a bad look. Yeah. It's like someone crossed like like you said, like the Incredible Hulk with like Encino Man. <laughs> the upside, uh, at least the upside for our, for our pro tags here is that if you look at the stats on Blanca right now, he's got about forty five percent Nazi red on his um, on his <laughs> on his mind, but a good thirty one percent of good quality. Blue. Yeah, blue. Yeah, blue, yeah, blue Martin Luther King juice. Yeah, <laughs> and then that that remaining percentage is just what I don't know. Incomplete human. Well, it's it's, it's that is where tension resides. Nick. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the suspense mm-hmm. of will he won't he mm-hmm. you know that's where the movie magic comes in because you're like could go either way 20 percent movie magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we now are cut to uh guile cammy and t-hawk are trying to attack the base there are three guards standing outside the base that are t- taking a smoke break yeah <laughs> they then hear a noise and they're like what is that and it's just a fucking elephant yeah that snuck up on them just walking through like the forest nearby and they're like oh it's just an elephant and <laughs> And Guile's then Guile just pops surprise, up, surprise, motherfucker! Like, what up? And then beats the shit out of all three of them. Yeah, I love tactical elephants. <laughs> <laughs> he just deploys one out of a pokeball. <laughs> so they they assault the compound. Uh, the seventy two hours have have gone up. Um, it is now do or die for the Allied nations. They have to pay up, but seemingly they are not. Yeah. So they are going to start killing. The the hostages with none other than than one Carlos Blanca Carlos Blanca but Guile has snuck into the lab where Blanca was being held but he was already free he was already free <laughs> which is a theme at this point right so so Guile is down in the in the underground laboratory and he is attacked by Blanca and Guile somehow knows he just knows he just knows it's blanca it's, it's in those eyes man right <laughs> i i, I can like, accept Charlie? that I, I i can accept that and i even like the fact that he's like i gotta help him i'm gonna kill him like yeah it's, like guile's solution is to euthanize his best friend yeah you become I, a monster I mean, man he found him in a lab and his forehead looked like that you're gonna be like what have they done to you and he is just kind of like a crying monster <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually kind of sad that blanca's like do it you know like yeah, yeah. He, like not he go, almost goes fetal so dalsim dalsim fortunately intervenes and says why what gives you the right like why would you like kill him that's yeah like just because of what he suffered through you think killing him is going to this is the kind of introspection that the religion of science brings you yes yeah. and it would be great if dalsim's hair was like starting to come out here but instead, it's just normal. It's just normal. Just normal doll scene. Well, yeah. normal for the movie. Right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Has his normal hair, scientist. Has anything changed at this nothing point? Is, no, nothing. nothing has changed. Okay. He has been splashed with Gatorade, but he's fine. Perfectly hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Full of electrolytes. But <laughs> that's how Blanca makes that electricity <laughs> in the game. electrolytes. Right. So now uh, Ken and Ryu are uh, running amok in the facility. Uh, Ken wants to split ryu wants to stay and help so they have an argument about honor just like right jimmy and billy exactly so they they go their separate ways and bison summons blanca up to kill the hostages there's a lot of cutting going here like literally scenes are jumping back yeah forward yeah, yeah. To, i think we lot. kind of just follow threads through sure sure well we'll better. start we'll start with we'll start with bison and and his schemes so <laughs> yeah so he so it raises the capsule, the chamber that Blanca was kept in, opens up, 
Steam pours and out. And somehow with no running start, no kind of build-up at it's all. It's all in the legs, man. Fucking Guile just explodes out of this thing with a flying kick. He just flies, like, literally like the arc. Like, starts from <laughs> ground level yeah. and then goes up. He launches upwards 20 at Bison. Feet. Amazing opportunity to say something like, Sonic Boom. Yeah, but, yeah. To justify the power of it. Right, yeah. Just anything. Give some pizzazz. But just flies, like, across the ch- this, this giant room. And wipes out a random guy. <laughs> Like not DJ who was who was I guess we haven't mentioned but DJ's here yeah DJ's here <laughs> DJ is a former Microsoft employee he mentions at one point in the movie but also <laughs> a, a a lackey of of Bison yeah and he's like his tech guy it seems like he doesn't Seemingly. he doesn't seem like a fighter at all yeah he in fact runs away at every opportunity to fight from here on out right um, so uh, it is now a fight between Bison. And uh, Guile. Well, they, they, there is some build up to that because Guile goes ham, just like taking on a bunch of dudes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's a bunch of people running yeah. around. <laughs> it's a big gunfight because like everybody, like T Hawk and them, get in yeah, here yeah, as yeah. well. And even though Guile's like the only one using a gun, seems like until the one moment where he runs out of bullets, and this is the only like really big Guile moment that I love is he runs out of bullets. He picks up a knife. There's a random bison scientist running away from him. Definitely not an armed guard, like a scientist. He throws the knife across the room, hits him in the back, and then it just cuts back to Guile smiling. (laughs) He's like, yep, I did it. He's so proud of himself. I relate to this Guile a lot. (laughs) So, So what happens here? So they're fighting. Uh, Honda is here and he's facing off against Zangief. Yeah. They're like wrestling on the floor and then like a pit opens up. It's not, they're supposed to crash through the floor, but you can see that it's really just a tarp that they like kind of slowly sink through. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of romantic. Oh, was that, <laughs> oh, was that bad set design? Was yeah, that it was supposed to be like a crash and okay. it just kind of goes slowly gives way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sink down together. Um, I want to point out second Street Fighter movie where we've seen E Honda yeah. wrestle with someone God. and then fall off of something. Into- I didn't consider that at all until you brought that up. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I like. I got like. It was like, wow. Is this just like? Is this E Honda saying their thing? It's um, their thing. Okay. Their, well, that's a Zangief V Honda. Well, to be fair, it was with Balrog in the first oh, in the first it? movie. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you. Oh, no, in Street Fighter Two, the animated film, it was Shit. with it was with Balrog. Well, now it was just a good guy here. Yeah factions like lines are being drawn and redrawn all over the place mm-hmm. there balrog has like one thing that i remember which is at some point he like wheels back his hand and he, he does like a yeah like, like he spins his fist <laughs> from like behind his head and then wallops some guy and it's also, like also don's boxing gloves yeah we never <laughs> see it at some point he goes from regular uh, outfit just to streetwear to like his full-on boxing gear I, I, i'm not unconvinced that they didn't just dress him up like that like the 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 I, I don't know. Somehow, I bet you it was one of those script pages that got thrown away. Yeah. Is that he uh, gets his outfit back? We should hunt for those. They should be. Maybe they're still out there, out in the <laughs> world, I, blowing in the wind. Yes. I, also, I, I I don't know. He didn't. He didn't strike a very imposing figure. No, he's this. not a big guy. He, he's, he's, well, it's weird because every one of those actors is probably fit enough to kick my ass, right? But they don't look like what you want from a street fighter. Balrog is no uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, M. Bison's like my, my biggest one. I mean, obviously because of Raw Julia's yeah. health. Just, it, but it like still, it's like that is not an intimidating figure. At least he's tall. He's taller than uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. And the and universe yeah. bolts him up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Although his hat starts like eating his face <laughs> at various scenes of the movie, yeah. where it's just like his eyes are like almost well, under the cap. I think that's unfortunately because he was just losing mass and over that time. Is true. It's very sad. <laughs> so um, they're fighting. Um, Bison basically challenges Guile to a one-on-one. Basically, all their forces like gather on either mm-hmm. sides of this of this platform. Uh, it's very. Captain America, Captain America <laughs> reminiscent of them standing on either side of that. Before that he challenges him, we get a delivery from Jean-Claude Van Damme where Cammy's like, where's Bison? And he just shouts out, he's probably hiding. <laughs> His delivery is so weird. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bison shows up to say he's not hiding and does in fact challenge Nuh-uh. him. Which Giles, he's, they're like, that's exactly what he wants. And Giles like, you're wrong. It's what both of us want. <laughs> I like the relationship between Guile and Bison in this because they like they're they're both of their main goals is like yeah, Bison has his thing and Guile has his thing, but the thing we really care about is how much they care about each other. <laughs> <laughs> how much they want the other one dead. Yeah. yeah. It it could almost have ended in a romance. So they challenge each other in one on one combat. They literally tell all the other forces to leave. <laughs> Bison <laughs> tells all of his troops to leave. Yeah. At this point, Bison has said, "Well, we've lost, um, but I'm, at least I get a good fight. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he, at least he, I can kill Guile. He's basically accepted defeat at this point, but he's just excited to have a good fight. Mm-hmm. So they fight. Guile handily kicks Bison's ass. He does a few Sonic Boom kick flips without the boom, but just yeah. like it's straight out of the game animation. Mm-hmm. So." Bison has been knocked. He has been defeated. He's been knocked unconscious. Not just knocked unconscious. He gets knocked into a computer panel that electrocutes him. Oh, right, right, right. Like seemingly dead. Yeah. His suit somehow has like life support, mm-hmm. cybernetic, like knows when he is like dying yeah. or administer a little uh, electroshock therapy. Yeah, and they get through of, the, it goes through like a whole thing. There are like yeah. three like, stages. Yeah. I forget what the first one yeah. is. I think it's like heart compressions or something like inflates and deflates to give him compressions. And then the second one is like a defibrillator. And the third one just straight up injects yeah, right. him with adrenaline. 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 Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. And then and he comes back as super shredder. And that, yeah, that's it. He gave him some ooze. He's good to go. And they then he reveals all the tricks he fucking has. Like, why didn't he deploy any of this yeah. beforehand? So all of M. Bison's, like, psycho powers that he's usually yeah, supposed no to have. You know, I, there might be an explanation to this in the character itself. He is all about, like, fighting and shit. And, and I think part of him is just like, I want to see if I can beat him just as a yeah. man. Sure. And I feel like maybe he, he as a character feels like using his OP powers would be cheating. But what but I'm once, saying is that his powers are not supernatural in this. They are technological. Yeah. And Guile mm-hmm. even calls them on it. Guile's like, what about not using weapons? Right, yeah. And yeah. he's like, what? These are just magnets. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> still could be classified as weapons. <laughs> like, if you weaponize a magnet, it then becomes a weapon. <laughs> I love his just like, what? What are you talking about? Like That's like that's like beating someone to death with a hammer and being like, yeah. it's just a hammer. But I do think that fits his megalomania, right? Like, at first he thinks he can beat him. Then when he can't beat him, he just has to downplay whatever advantage he's using. Right. Like it still fits the character. Sure. So I'm I'm with it. Man. 
It's a lot. I I, I, I don't want to draw comparisons to contemporary uh, things in the world. So <laughs> I'm just going to mention the comparisons to contemporary things in the world and how our understanding of megalomania has increased so much with the current history of the world. Mm. I'm just saying, if we had all world leaders just have... Bison? Gloves that, that <laughs> shot electricity and superconductor metals that let them levitate, I think uh, we'd be yeah. in a better place. If all world leaders so, like like solved their problems in street fight competitions... That would be a lot of fun to watch. It wouldn't probably be good for the world, but I'd be interested to see it. So maybe we cut away from Bison fighting Guile for the moment. We sure. know he's got superpowers. He can fly. He can, what the he heck's can shoot electricity. Ryu? Yeah. Ryan and Ken, we know they split up because they wanted to get away from each other because they had yes. different. So DJ has since bounced. Um, basically, Bison's like last remaining soldier. And what he does is immediately run to Bison's <laughs> to his chambers. Bedroom fucking breaks open his like boudoir and not boudoir his uh his armoire yeah and fucking like empties it out there's a big wooden chest in there and he's mm-hmm. like all right got the goods yep and and <laughs> immediately after he leaves ken comes in and is he's, also stealing stuff yeah and he's like no 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 i wanted that shit and yeah then just like grabs like participation trophy like just <laughs> yeah. this golden statue yeah. like on the on the dresser but then and then he runs up to a computer terminal for like the closed circuit tv system in the he's looking facility. for an exit he's looking for an exit because we didn't mention that they've they've each memorized different halves of the map um ken and ryu they they're like did you get a look at that map when we were passing by the computer monitor and he's like yeah but i only memorized the right side of it and then ryu's like good i memorized the left <laughs> so if they just stick together they're perfect but as soon as they separate they're vulnerable they, they, yep, they, yep they're fucked so he finds Ryu on the closed circuit and he's like, oh, okay, Ryu. And then sees he's about to get jumped from by Vega Forgotten and Vega Sigan. who want revenge. They, they say at some point, like, if we're going to lose, we might as well. The only thing left is revenge, I think right. is what they say. So um, the, that fight, in, like, it happens in like a locker room? Where, like, yeah, where, why? What was the fight? Terribly boring Something location. Like that. Why but, was Ryu in there? you know like yeah, yeah. all right i'm doing some good st- i'm doing I'm, I'm here to fight i, I can use a shower <laughs> <laughs> so um they fight it's just it's just ryu against the two for a moment and then ken shows up yeah. to save the day can't let his buddy get beaten and Has then to they give can the divide honor. and conquer mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know this is our first kind of uh well not a first like like street fight but it's it's the one that was like set up from earlier there are no fights on any streets in this right. movie let's yeah. just clarify yeah, I, I even rewatching this i couldn't remember really much about the fights i was kind of i was i was i was excited again i was like okay i'm sure the showdown between ryu let's, and let's talk about Vega, that a little bit but go on keep going it, it, it was just I, I can't remember a single thing that happens in the fight yeah i can remember a couple things that happen namely so they split off uh ken and sagat kind of take each other one-on-one sure, on sure, one, yeah. even though Sagat is traditionally Ryu's enemy Ryu and Vega are going one-on-one to make up for the fight we never got at the beginning of the movie during that fight Ryu does Hadouken and they just don't mention it it's just like a white flash <laughs> on yeah. the screen yeah, for a it's second it's very poorly done it's very minimal but it's there um the other things about these fights though is that because of all of the issues with having to rip script pages out and just try to cut time as much as possible D'Souza asked for just a few more months. They wouldn't give it to him. So instead, he hired a B team to work in a lot like directly adjacent to where they were filming all the dialogue scenes and do the action scenes 
at the same time. The body doubles? Not body doubles, but... Um, the cast that wasn't just... Yeah, anyone who wasn't on a scene he was working on could go do their fight scenes and stuff. He didn't see any of that until it was all filmed. He fucking hated it. He was so pissed because there was only one fight choreographer who knew one fighting style. His fighting style didn't allow him to modify it for each of the characters. So everybody's using the same fighting style. Yeah, no Muay Thai for Sagat. Yeah, like, exactly. Everyone's using the same style. Uh, it's all done without the director's input, so he had no ability to make sure they used uh, their special moves in a like dramatic way, which he was like, that was important to him, but it didn't happen. Um, and uh, <laughs> And I think that's why it's cut so fucking shittily, because every fight is like really close and just like a few hits and then it cuts away and cuts away and cuts away. It's not as bad as say like modern day transformers, but it's, they're all terrible fights when you compare to its contemporary mortal Kombat. We haven't gotten to mm. yet, of course. Oh my but God. Every fight in mortal Kombat, you see the whole fight, you get everything. And in this, you get like a couple of like wind ups for a punch or a kick. You never really see what's going you on. Know this is, it's a huge ding for me. It's a big ding. It's a big ding. Big, big ding. Big ding. Big ding. Big ding. Big ding. Two big dings because two fights. Yeah. Interestingly, Jean-Claude Van Damme turned down playing Johnny Cage to be able to do this movie. Wow. Imagine. Who plays Johnny Cage? Uh, and some, nobody. some rando, but he's But he not, did it perfectly. He, yeah, he's a really He's good, a nobody that nailed it. It doesn't make me not want to see Jean-Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage. Like, just seeing him overacting on Coke. But just the way too. he kind of ruined this production by making things take That's longer. That's true. Yeah. He yeah. could have done that. He could have sabotaged a different combat. movie. Yeah. Very interesting. Wonder what it would have been if they swapped. What a world. What, what is that reality? What would Street Fighter have been like without him? How much yeah. cocaine would be on the sets of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. But, I mean, uh, to conclude that scene, though, I think they just kind of beat them without much fanfare, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, they they Vega just kind of but Sagat and Vega, does Vega die? Because Vega doesn't really show up. You know, I don't remember after the Hadouken what happens to Vega. He's knocked out of the plot. Sagat definitely gets free. They hit him so yeah. hard, he got knocked out of the plot. Because yeah. Sagat ends up running away and joining up with DJ. 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 So, back to Guile fighting Bison. Guile beats Bison again by kicking him while he's flying and kicks him back yeah. into his he, he is definitely like fly punching guy all over like, and what, over what again. is that move it's the, the move superman that, yeah that yeah. he just yeah superman punches guy all over and over and Guile finally realizes, wait, if I kick him, my signature move. It, it's it's a real character moment for Guile, you know, because here's the thing. This whole entire time, you know, Guile's been all about, oh, man, I have to, you know, defeat Bison. And then he realizes, I can defeat Bison. And so his his journey becomes resolution. And I think in that we can find satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe, every time you do this, do you hear the energy just drop out of Dylan and I? <laughs> it's not about you. It's about me. Okay. And Kyle and Bison. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he kicks him into his his TV. Yes. Array. Yeah. Like we've been looking at these TVs the whole fucking movie. He kicks him in through the air into the TV. It electrocutes him, which we have to assume kills him, He's even dead. though the previous electrocution did not. Right. And then the superconductors that were helping him levitate are now malfunctioning. Yeah. And they're going to blow the whole place sky high. Yes. So everyone needs to evacuate. That includes Guile. That includes Cammy, T-Hawk, Ryu, Ken, Sagat. Dalsim. Dalsim. Blanca. Guile runs into Dalsim and Blanca. 
moments before the explosion. Right. And 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 in this moment, Dolph, Dolph seen, is shirtless. Yes. We've never seen whatever caused that. The chemicals eating away at his shirt. No Maybe idea. he just had a sexy moment with Blanca. Sure. Hard to say. And bald. Now bald. Now bald. Hasn't involved the whole Smoothly movie. Smoothly bald. Smoothly bald, yeah. Also, like, his skin tone is weirdly consistent. Not like a freshly bald yeah. man who would have, like, well, a very pale here's, here's complexion. Here's the fact about that one. He was bald the whole movie. They had him wearing a hair cap because they had him listed in the script as being a mad scientist. So he asked a mad scientist of what and never got an answer. <laughs> he had no clue what type of scientist he was, but he was supposed to throughout the movie get stressed and pull his hair out. And it just never happened because there was never a moment that he felt like his character would grab his hair and pull it out. It wouldn't didn't. He was a pretty calm guy. He was just yeah. he was in a stressful situation. Right. But. Exactly. But he's like, what am I mad about? What am I a scientist of? But also never explained. His 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 entrapment devices, the 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 collar and the yes. the bangles that were Kinda like formed the him. icons of the character, which is a weird thing. I don't know how much um, actual uh, religious significance is behind anything that Dalsim is wearing, mm-hmm. or maybe not at all. In the game, you mean? But it, but it is weird to to kind of retranslate that as these are these are his bindings. Yeah, it's 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 just I think a it's strange just echoing, moment. but yeah, needs more skulls. So Guile, that in that moment, there's like an explosion. It seems like Guile is gone. Yeah, like Dalsim says, Blanca will go with me and I will atone for what I did to him. Because we know like he's died twice in this him. movie already. Right. But, so the third time has to be the final payoff. Well, so yeah, so there's, so Guile has that run in with them. And then also Cammy and T-Hawk are running with the hostages to help them escape. They run into E Honda, who is still fighting Zangief. Zangief yeah. And then they tell him, like, all right, wrap it up, Honda. And so Honda's just like, all right, see you yeah. later, brother. And he's just like, like runs off. Sorry, can't play no more. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good that and, he's he's so like casual about this death fight. And Zangief is so serious about it. I, but, you know, I think Zangief, like, like I, I think he was like enjoying it too. Yeah. Like, he yes, it was serious for Zangief because this is like, the thing that he that he that he like he's following bison but he's genuinely disappointed like yeah. oh yeah he's like oh no like, he calls like, him a coward but it's really yeah. just like we're having such a good fight no you, you could have had him like reaching out with like a longing hand at this point and it would have, it would have been about the correct effect yeah so uh they run away zangief then runs to dj and says tells dj we need to help bison and DJ's like, have you not put it together yet? Did you not like, figure this out? Like, like Bison's the bad guy. He was like, well, then why would we work for him? And DJ was like, well, I was working for him because he was paying me a lot. <laughs> Zangief says, you were getting paid? <laughs> so good. So Zangief then turns a corner, both literally and figuratively, and decides nice. to help out uh, Cammy and T-Hawk and Honda uh, to, to escape, helping them escape and helping them rescue the hostages and keeps a door open, a metal door that was like going to be closed shut. Yeah, like it was a blast stone door. door, wasn't it? Like oh, I thought big, it was I don't know, metal built It was a it, heavy it, door. It was echoing Goonies for me with oh, okay. like him lifting the rock. But yeah, he lifts it so they can get out. Everybody escapes except for Guile. Right. And the facility explodes. And then Guile escapes. And then Guile shows up. <laughs> Just as everybody's crying. Yeah. Uh, Cammy literally crying. Yeah, and, and then just some dust cut in my eye. No, it was a tear gas. They tear used, gas. That's right. Said, oh, yeah. these 
tear gas kernel at the, the very end there. The very intimate touch too, when when uh, Guile like picks up her chin and is like looking at her face. I thought they were literally gonna kiss. I thought so too. Yeah. yeah. But then he goes and hits on Chun Li. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all collected together. Uh, the the Street Fighter crew and DJ uh, and Sagat off D- to the side. DJ and Sagat have escaped through like another separate hatch. Um, with a with a uh, you know briefcase full money. of with presumably the, something great, and they open it up and reveals dang bison bucks, bison bucks, bunch, bunch of bison bucks. Sagat is nonplussed. <laughs> Sagat is like deliriously like he's just laughing and just throwing the money everywhere because he doesn't even care at this point. My favorite moment in the movie actually is this last moment with the with the, the main cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So where they jump up in the air. Like, yeah. Pose, <laughs> it freeze frames. Basically all the, the all the main street fighters. So that's so it's, yeah. that's Cammy, that's Guile, that's T Hawk, that's Ken and Ryu, that's um, Balrog. Balrog, and... E Honda, Chun Li. And everybody's favorite. And Zangief. Ah, but don't forget hmm? Captain Sawada. <laughs> a, a, we have avoided mentioning this entire time. Right. I didn't know if we were actually going to go. I think we have to. All right. Yes. Yeah. But a, before, a I shoot, just want to point out character. that in their freeze frame, everybody like freaks out because there's an explosion happening, right? And that's what they do their jump or their their peace sign for Chun Li or whatever. Cammy's reaction is to turn around real quick and stick her butt out. <laughs> She just immediately spins her body and puts her butt out. Oh, for the freeze frame or for the explosion? For the freeze frame. Oh, nice. Yeah. But it is, I mean, admittedly, everyone is doing their victory poses from the game. So mm. that she had to, but also it's a little ridiculous. Um, But yeah, Captain Sawada. So so here's what happened. Uh, Steven D'Souza said, Capcom, I'm writing your script. I got a draft ready. I got seven characters. Because that is the maximum you can put in an ensemble film like this and have it be coherent and tight and a good movie. And Capcom said, no, (laughs) put in a few more. Sounds like Capcom. Yeah. And then it literally kept happening. The Capcom just said, put in a few extra, put in a few extra. So that's why so many of them ended up in like E Honda and Balrog were just thrown in there as extra characters. Admittedly, Balrog, I mean, E Honda and, and Zongief had the best pairing in the movie, arguably, but uh, but so many characters were thrust in. He literally ended up doing the entire Street Fighter Two, I think World Warriors, yes, uh, lineup except for Fei Long, mm. who got converted into Captain Sawada. Captain Sawada shows up. He's the only actor in the entire movie who is a non-English speaker, so he's dubbed instead of very poorly. Very poorly. Yeah. There's a few like other characters who are like the the ADR doesn't sync up, but he is straight up dubbed and. It's very poorly done. He mentions something in like the base planning. They say his name a couple times. He he turns the camera on for Zangief and uh, e Honda fighting in Bisonopolis's model. Yeah, um, where they're like crashing through buildings and making Godzilla sounds. Which I can't tell if that's in universe or not in universe with the Godzilla sounds. Yeah, no idea. Um, but uh, and he does nothing. He does nothing for the whole movie, but. Capcom was like, we need this actor. The character is named after the actor. His name is Sawada. We need this actor to have a career in uh, cinema because we want him to become the face of Capcom. Weird. Does he do anything else <laughs> as an actor after this? Oh, that's worth an IMDb check. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that question, but he was forced in and still did nothing. And it's just such a mess. But I think that just goes with all the problems this movie had, right? Like, 
you had a very competent film writer, maybe not the most competent director because he hadn't had a lot of experience, but a very competent writer who just had stuff piled onto him by yeah, and so many other problems that he couldn't deal with it. So I think he tried to make a good movie and I think he had a chance. I mean, I feel like you guys in a lot of ways like give this you give this movie a lot of slack, which is fine. Like not like and I understand like Raw Julia's like yeah, health yeah. And, and there's a lot of stuff. But man, just divorced from all of that, just watching it as a film. Oh no, it's definitely a bad film. I am totally with you that it's a bad film. I think it has some great moments that made me happy. Um, I think what caught me up in it though, you know, is in doing this podcast, researching all the background stuff made me like enamored with the story of Street Fighter movie. I also there was supposed to be a sequel, um, which I assume is why they set up the Dulcim stuff and yeah. Whatever. Well, I still assume they were planning on paying off some of that in script, and it just got ripped. But okay. yes, but yes, I also think he would have come back and been full on stretchy Dulcim. Um, and and we missed uh, we didn't talk about the post credit scene which you didn't even see I did not see what happens so it's very Ninja Turtles okay. he's already become Super Shredder Bison but then he becomes Super Super Shredder Bison his hand bursts up through the wreckage of the temple and he's like he's re- it's like enter world domination phase three or something like that is what his computer reads and uh, okay. jacks him up with some new chemicals okay so we're gonna get or we were gonna get a Super Bison no we're still gonna get it. Still, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> it's happening. Just to... Uh, Raul Julia's coming back just to, to reprise uh, his great role. Just to tie up loose ends here. So Wada, I looked him up. He did a few kind of rando martial arts films after yeah. this. He did... Look, it took around 2000, took like a 10-year break, and then came back for the, the um, Jackie Chan film, The Shinjuku Incident, nice. and also was in an Ip Man film, mm-hmm. and The Great Magician. Nice. A Hit Man film? Ip Man. Ip Man, the uh, Bruce Lee's... Um, uh, trainer okay. uh, was referred to as it man. Um, and then just recently he, he took a break from like t- 2011, but he's done two, two movies in 2018 um, that I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They're foreign movies, but uh, so he's weirdly still an active actor. Um, maybe not known, but he, he does film. Yeah. There is also mm. a uh, street fighter, the movie arcade game. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which, and which looks like, Mortal Kombat. Right. They use like the live action. It's like rotoscopes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to be the only character actor to reprise his role in a, uh, oh God, what year was it? They did a new Street Fighter movie. It was Street Fighter, The Legend Legend of of Chun-Li. Yeah. Yeah. And he was supposed to come back for that one, but something fell through at the last moment. What a shame. Um, Yeah. You know, yeah, you say uh, you say he gives this film a slack. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a it's a very bad film. Uh, it's definitely two out of ten. I think it could have been good, though. I, I, like, yeah, but all of these ga- all of these movies had the potential to be good. I, I think a lot of people set out to make a decent movie and don't really give a shit. I think a lot of people really gave a shit on this movie, but Capcom didn't allow things to work out. And fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't allow things to work out. I I. You know, cocaine's the hell of a drug. Yeah, I think you could have had roughly the same level of production value and production problems if they were just able to throw in a few 
decent fight scenes yeah. at a better pacing throughout the movie. Like even if the plot is just as bad, the performances are just as wacky, the, the you know, it, all things otherwise about the same. If we had like a Ryu Vega fight early on and some, some others, that's mm-hmm. what it needed. It could be just about as bad because Mortal Kombat is a very similar kind of thing. We'll yeah. get to that. It's a very bad movie that has wonderful fights. I wouldn't call the it a bad movie. I, I love the Mortal Kombat. Well, well, that will be a discussion for another time. Yeah, I'll make that decision. <laughs> You'll make that whether I love it or not? <laughs> whether um, it's good or not. I, have you, you haven't watched that one yet, I've never right? seen Mortal Kombat. I'm excited for that one, but um, let's also maybe our closing thoughts on Street Fighter. Yeah, it's um, it's just that mid-90s schlock. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, it. how many characters were in this? Because I'll give it like a half, a little more than half of that out of however many characters are in it as a rating scale. Like, what, like 11 out of 19 or something? Hmm. That's, that's not a, bad. That's a bad, yeah, that's about the right rating. A little over five. Uh, you know, I had good lighting. That's my, that's my main takeaway. <laughs> uh, maybe the cinematography wasn't perfect. Scenes were well lit. I hated M. Bison's out- suit. I thought it looked so cheesy it's big and, bad. and bulky, but well, not even that. Like like the materials made out. It was of. like it was very like, leathery. Yeah, it was made out. Like, you know those blue like play mats like they have you use in gym class when you were uh, a kid. Like, out mats. It was, yeah, yeah. it's made of that. <laughs> it did kind of look like. That. But you know, I I don't even think it did work because I feel like the thing that was that was interesting about it is that it was distinguished in the way that everything Bison does is kind of distinguished in this film. Mm-hmm. His his approach to being a warlord. His his seduction techniques, his general sense of humor. He's just a different fellow. And I think having the rollout mat um, military dictator suit, it worked pretty well for me. And he had a great cape. And he was Raul Julia. Yeah. All excellent points. Yeah. Anything else? No, man. Gentlemen? I'm I'm done. I'm beat. Can we can we each do, try to close this with a with a with a sound from the game? <laughs> I think you've got like a punch sound left, Dylan. <laughs> or uh, a sound bite from a voice for a special move. Oh, yeah. I never played the game. <laughs> That's not in the game. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, um, next time we're going to be watching. Oh, God. What's the name? Samurai Showdown, the motion picture, another franchise I've never played and know very little about. So I'm sure that'll be a, a, an educational experience. New to me. New to me. That's news to me. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we forgot the best line in the movie. Okay. I know there was other best lines in the movie, but there was one point, and this is this is my final thought. I'm actually done after this. Um, Bison is talking to Chun Li, and Chun Li is like delivering her, her heart wrenching speech about how her her village was destroyed and her parents died, and Bison he's like taking it all. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not here's taking it all in. He, well, here's he the is deal. ignoring the fuck out of her. He, he, real situation he comes up to her and he says the day bison came to your village was the most important day in your life for me it was just a tuesday yeah beautiful delivery just so this tuesday mm. Mm. so next tuesday is we don't we don't air these on tuesday we have these on wednesday okay check it out next tuesday get ready get ready for the next one after the, the, this the day after the day it's just another tuesday to me the day after tuesday but it's the day before a new podcast for you See you then, guys.